Thank you, Lord, for your freedom. Thank you, God. Freedom and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, come on, let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. We give you the glory, dear Lord. We give you all of the praise, Jesus. Oh, God, have your way in this place, oh, God. Oh, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Ah, oh, we come to bless you, Lord. We come to lift up our hands. We come to lift up our voice. We come to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Oh, thank you for setting us free. Thank you for delivering me, Lord. Thank you for opening up the prison doors. Thank you for breaking every chain, breaking down every wall, every barrier in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, you are holy and righteous, oh God. There is none other like you, dear Lord. We lift you up tonight, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Feel what we feel. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Jonah, chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to I talk about staying in his presence. Staying in his presence. You can be seated tonight. Hear this, uh, this account, this book, is familiar to us all here tonight. God calls Jonah, tells Jonah to go down to Nineveh and to begin to, in other words, give them some warning. Let them know, thus saith the word of the Lord. Give Nineveh the opportunity to make a, a change about in their life, a turnaround. I'm so thankful that we have a God that thinks about us, that we don't serve a God that is just ready to rain down judgment because the Bible tells us that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm thankful that God gives us enough time, that God deals with us, that God works with us, that God will send out the proper warnings to try to get us to turn around and begin to make the right decisions. 
And God was trying to grant this opportunity to Nineveh to repent and to turn around. But the problem was Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go down to Nineveh. Jonah made up in his mind that he wasn't going to do what God said, that he was going to go and he was going to purchase him a first way ticket to Tarshish. And he thought that that would just be it and it would be done and over with. Tonight is my deepest desire is to be in the presence of the Lord and to remain in God's presence. I don't want to look for an opportunity to stay out of God's presence. I don't want to look for an opportunity not to pray. I don't want to look for an opportunity not to come to church. But I want to be like the writer in the book of Psalms. He said he there was an anticipation that he had. He said, my soul thirsteth for God. And not just any God, because there are a lot of people that are proclaiming to be God. They're God of this and they're God of that, and a lot of people have their own gods. But tonight I'm thankful that I know who the one true living God is. And he said, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. He said, when shall I appear before God? There was an anticipation. There was an eagerness to get into the presence of the Almighty God. I hope we came with that kind of desire tonight, that we are ready to come into the house of the Lord, and that we didn't just show up tonight, but we came with our hearts, lifted with our hands. We came with our voice, elevated, ready to magnify and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I love the presence of the Lord tonight. You can be seated. I love what we feel here in the presence of the Almighty God. You won't feel this anywhere else. This is not some cheap thrill tonight. This is salvation that you are encountering tonight. This is the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. You can't go anywhere else and feel this kind of joy. You can't go anywhere else, and when you walk out of here, you are pleased with what took place. Because the writer said that in thy presence, there is fullness of joy. I want you to know if you want your joy to be filled, you're in the right place tonight. He said, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. You ain't going to find what you have need of in this world. You're going to find it in the house of the Lord. I don't want to run away from his presence. I want to run to his presence tonight. I want to run and fall at his feet and let him know that I need him more than ever. You can be seated tonight. When you stay out of God's presence, things begin to go wrong. Your, your mind begins to go down wrong paths. You begin to, people think that, well, I can leave church or I can lay out of church and everything will be all right. Everything will be the same. But I want you to know that everything won't be the same. You will find yourself on a downward slope. You'll find out that your morals will begin to break down. Things, your conversation will begin to change. Things that you are now 
beginning to desire are no longer holy and righteous things, but they're ungodly, they're wicked, they are perverse. I want you to know that when you leave God's presence, I want you to know that you're not, things are going to be the same. You're walking away from light and you're walking into darkness. The Bible says that Judas, he looked for a convenient opportunity to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew it. And when they was at that last supper, the Bible tells us that the Lord told him that whatever you do, you do it quickly. And that when he left God's presence, the Bible says that he went into darkness. I want you to know that when you leave Jesus Christ, things don't get better. They get worse. When you leave the church, things don't get better. They get worse. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to stay where is life. I want to stay where there is light. I want to stay where there is joy. I want to stay in the place where there is peace. I don't want to go out into darkness. You can be seated tonight. Many people thrown aside this experience and search for something else. You'll find out that old Judas, that what he thought he was leaving the church for, what he thought he was turning his back on Jesus for, he thought it would fulfill every need. He thought it would fulfill every desire. But you find out that it didn't fulfill what he thought it would. You find out that he came back wanting to make it right, but it was too late. He couldn't make it right. He turned his back on the one true living God. He turned his back on light and things began real bad and dark in in his life. I want to know how good I have it tonight. I want to know who I'm with tonight. I want to know that I'm a part of the church of the living God tonight. I want to know that I got Jesus Christ, the almighty God, the only wise God on my side tonight. I want to know I'm in a good place. And there's nothing else to go to. There's nothing else going to fulfill what we have here tonight. You can be seated tonight. Esau, in hopes, wanting what he wanted that then and there. You know, I don't want what this flesh wants tonight. I don't want to give in to what this flesh wants tonight. I want to, if it's up to the flesh, you'll, I'll throw in the towel. I'll turn my back on every good thing that God has placed in my life, including the church. And I'll walk out and I will begin to wander in search of something. The truth is something that I already have. I want you to know what you're looking for, you already got it. I want you to know there are people that are searching for things throughout this life and hoping that it will fulfill their needs and their desires. Well, I want you to know if you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the search is over. You need not to look any further. You already got it, honey. You just need to be fully persuaded in your mind that I got the truth. I got every good thing that I could ever want and desire. I already got it. It's in the church tonight. It's not in the world. It's in the church tonight. You can be seated. Esau sold out for 
temporary satisfaction. His right things that he could see, what he could feel, what he could smell. I'm going to tell you that sometimes people think, well, I can, I can turn my back on the church and I can leave God's presence and I'll have an opportunity to come back later once I've done what I really want to do. I'm going to tell you, that kind of a thinking, the devil wants you to have. But I'm going to tell you, there's no guarantee that you'll make it back. There's no guarantee that I'll make it back. Because you'll find out that you can come back, but sometimes it just may be too late. Just may be too late. Esau, he sold out. But you'll read in the book of Hebrews how it talks about him and how that he came back secretly. He wanted what he had threw away. He threw to the side. He wanted it back. He, he came seeking with tears of repentance, but it was too late for him. That, play, that, that time had came and gone. That opportunity had passed him by. I want you to know you don't want to take for granted what you have. You don't want to take this opportunity to come into the house of the Lord and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and allow God to move on your heart. You don't want to take it for granted. You don't want to throw it to the side and say, well, maybe it ought to be there when I come back. It's not a guarantee that I have an opportunity to get it back. So while I got it, I want to treasure it. I want to understand the value of it. And I want to make it up in my mind. There ain't nothing in hell that I'm going to that is going to cause me to let go of it. You can be seated tonight. Bible says Jonah left God's presence. And as he leaves God's presence, Bible tells us, shows us that Jonah went down into the ship went down, and he was just on a, a down, a decline. I want you to know when you leave God, when you leave the church, life, your life is headed for a downward. It's going down. People think, well, things will still work out. I'll still be on the up and up. Everything is going to go, go well. No, things are going to start declining. Things are going to start falling apart. You can't expect to leave the, the one place that, that will hold your life together. You can't expect to leave the, the place that will keep your children safe and leave that place and think that everything's going to be fine. No, it's going to start falling apart. And Jonah, as he gets down to the bottom of the ship, he, he falls asleep. And the storm arises. And the Bible, now the Bible says he went down with them. The them that he went with weren't godly people. They weren't God-fearing people. They didn't worship the one true living God. The Bible, Because the Bible says that when the storm begins to begin to arise, the Bible says that they called upon their gods. They weren't calling on Jehovah. They weren't calling on the one true living God. They were calling upon false gods. Listen, I want to make sure that I'm running with people that believe that there's only one God and that his name is Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. If we, the Bible says that how can two, how can two walk together except they agree? We 
worship. We ain't got no alliance. We ain't got no agreements if we ain't agreeing on the same thing. If we ain't following the same God, if we ain't striving for the same thing, you can be seated tonight. I want to make it up in my mind. I want to be with the them that are in the house of the Lord. I want to be with them that know the importance of making every church service, not hit and miss, but each and every church service as they know missing church is not an option. I need church if I'm going to make it. I need church if my mind is going to stay right. I need to be in the house of the Lord if I have any chance at making it. I want to be with that crowd. I want to be with that number. You can be seated tonight. I want to be with them. I don't want to be with those that are calling to worship in the gods of this world. The gods of this world are just idols, dumb idols that can't save, that can't heal, that can't bring things, that can't change your situation, make it any better, can't heal your body, can't save your children. Can't calm the storm that is raging in your heart. They can't. They can't. The Bible tells us that Elijah, he confronted the people. He said, okay, choose you this day whom you are going to serve. He said, if God be God, then you serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. Whoever answers by fire, let him be God. They go up on the top of Mount Carmel. And you'll find out that the false prophets, they are doing their little, their shindig and putting on their big show. And you find out there was no answer. I'm going to tell you, the gods of this world will never come through for you. Will never fix your problems. Will never bring you out. Will never come through when you need it. They're dumb idols that can't talk, that can't do anything. But Elijah, he began to call upon the one true living God. And I want you to know that when you call upon the one true living God, you better rest assured that God is going to answer and he is going to answer by fire. I'm so thankful that I know who the one true living God is. Come on, the Bible says that you will call upon the name, whosoever, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm so thankful that I know that name is Jesus. I'm so thankful that when I call upon that name, he comes to my rescue. And he's right on time. He's never late. He's always on time. You can be seated. He's always Something happens when you're not in God's presence. Something happens, and I've 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 witnessed it happen to my own life in my own life that when I am not in church, when I'm not when I'm not in prayer consistently and faithfully, something happens. The way you begin to perceive things begin to change. Your outlook, your perspective, it changes. And it changes for the worse. It, it begins to, you begin to think that maybe, maybe going back to the world ain't such a bad idea. Maybe throwing in the towel is the answer. Maybe just giving up is the answer. 
I'm going to tell you, giving up is never the answer. Throwing in the towel is never the answer. Backsliding is never the answer. I got to fight to get into the house of the Lord because each and every time I come into the house of the Lord, God helps me to see things clearly. God helps me to understand things a little bit better than what I was. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the enlightenment that he gives. The Bible tells us that you'll read in the book of Psalms and the writer, he began to talk about the, the wicked and how that it looked like the wicked, how that they were prospering. There was no problems. They had nothing going wrong in their lives. Everything was good with them. It was, everything was fine. He began to say that I've, I've, I've washed my hands in vain. I'm living for God. I'm living holy and righteous for nothing. Think about it. They're doing their thing and they're getting away with it. It's fine. They have no trouble. They have no problems. But it's, it's important that you read as that, that, that man of God, he began to understand something that he said. Then he said, I went to the house of the Lord. He said, and I understood therein that they're in a, they're in a very slippery place. That therein is not a good one. I want you to know that coming into the house of the Lord is the best decision that you could ever make. Make it up in your mind that whatever I got to do, I'm going to get into God's presence. I promise you that's the best decision that you'll ever make in your life. David said it like this. He said, one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I don't know about anybody else, but the only thing that I want to desire and that I pray to God it comes to pass is that I spend the rest of my days in God's presence, in his house, magnifying him, glorifying him, lifting him up. You can be seated tonight. I wouldn't mind if God would just take me while I'm in, while I'm praising while I'm calling upon his name, it'd be a good way to go out. And so, I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to get into God's presence. I'm not going to let anything pull me out of God's presence. I'm not going to let family. I'm not going to let friends. I'm not going to allow work. I'm not going to allow the influences of this world to cause me to think that I don't need God, I don't need church, I don't need prayer. Listen, I've come to find out that I need church more than ever. Come on, and when I miss church, you know, I don't know if it's this way with anybody else, but there are times where you may take time off of vacation, and on those church days, you feel like you feel like you should be doing something else. Like there's something missing. There, there is a void there. There's an emptiness there. You almost feel guilty that you're not in church. You almost feel guilty that you're, you're enjoying yourself. And, and we know you got to take time off. But I'm saying, when church is everything for you, you don't like to miss too much church. Because you understand, that's where my victory is at. That's where my peace is at. That's where my joy is found at. That's where my power to stand in this wicked and perverse world, that's where it is. And I got to get back there. I got to get back there. You can be seated tonight. We 
When you run away from God's presence, you become like Jonah. Because Jonah, he was disobedient. He was selfish. But you'll find out that Jonah, while he is down in the boat, asleep, he is unaware of the storm that is taking place and the lives of people that are in danger. You know something? When you don't come into the house of the Lord and when you're not constantly in God's presence in prayer, you become numb to the fact that there are people that are dying and that there are people that are lost and that are in danger. What it is is you've spiritually fallen asleep. You can't feel. I can't feel. I can't see. I can't hear the pain and the agony that people are going through. The danger that people are in, as their souls are in danger. Jonah was down there. He was asleep. He was just comfortable. And all the while, everybody, they're, 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 they're about, they are about to lose it. They're about to lose their lives. I don't ever want to forget that there's a, peop- there, there's a world that is depending on me. There's a world that is depending on you. I can't afford to go to sleep. I can't afford to, to, to stay out of God's presence so long that I, can, that I don't understand that there are people that are on my job that need to hear about Acts 2.38, that need to hear about John 3.5. I can't become so spiritually um, dull and fall asleep till I think that Saturdays is my day to prop my feet up and get some rest and sit back and sip lemonade. No, there are people that are dying. And they are waiting for somebody to come and knock on their door and tell them that there is only one God and that his name is Jesus and that he cares about you. That except you are born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter in into the kingdom of God. You can be seated. Jonah was so unaware of everybody else because he had been out of God's presence. He ran from God's presence. He turned his back. He's on a he's gone down. He's on a decline. He doesn't even know that there are people that are in danger. The church cannot fall asleep. The church can never become so comfortable that we forget what we're here for. We forget what the church is in this earth for. We're not here to make money. We're not here to be to have our names in spotlights. That's not what we're here for. We're not here to be known. We're here to make him known. We're here to make known that the greatest salvation that is ever known to man, we're here to let people know that God can save you. He can deliver you. God can heal you of diabetes. God can heal you of cancer. God can set you free. God can save your family. He can do it. You can be seated. I can never become so comfortable that I don't have a desire to teach Bible studies. I don't have a desire to tell people about his word. What has happened is I've fallen asleep. I'm asleep. The writer said, enlighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. 
I don't want to sleep the sleep of death. I need God to align my eyes. I need God to illuminate my mind. I need God to open up my understanding again and help me to understand why I'm here. It's not to make as much money as I possibly can. It's to do his will. It's to do the, my, the will of my father tonight. It's to be about my father's business. Come on, he didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost. He didn't fill me with the Spirit so that I could dig it and bury it in the earth. Bury what he's invested in me. What did you, you can be seated tonight? That's not why he saved me. That's why, not why he filled me with the Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus said that we greater works than these that we would do. I believe that. If we all want a soul, can you imagine how the church would multiply? I believe that. I believe his word tonight. And I can never allow, I can never allow that spirit to overcome me and think that I can lay out of God's, I can run away from God's presence and be out of the church and, and be out of out of prayer for so for, for so long and think that everything is gonna be fine. Things will not be fine. Things will not be fine. You know what else? Jonah lacked. Jonah lacked. Compassion. Jonah liked mercy. He didn't want God to save Nineveh. It's amazing. The people that I've seen that have have been great recipients of mercy and grace and forgiveness. But when it's time to forgive, they hold a grudge. When it's time to forgive and let go of things, they won't extend that mercy that has been extended to them. They won't extend that grace that has been extended to them. Jonah sat there. He didn't want them to be saved. He didn't want them to be delivered. And I'm sure God had done extended some mercy to Jonah. I'm sure God had done shined, smiled down on Jonah a couple of times. I don't ever want to forget the things that God has brought me out of. And when I should have been destroyed, God spared me. God forgave my debt. You'll read where the, writer, the Bible talks about the individual, how that the master forgave him of this great debt. Great debt. And the time came for him to extend the same grace and mercy to someone else over something that was so small and little. Grabbed him by the throat, threw him in the prison. You can think of how ungrateful that individual was. That he lost sight that my master forgave me of such a great debt as this. How is it that I can't extend the same kind of mercy, the same kind of grace, forgive? I don't ever want to get so mad and so so angry that I that I forget that Jesus said that if you don't forgive, then your father's not going to forgive you. I need him to forgive me. I need him to look down and, and, and the, how the writer said, blessed is, the, blessed is the one whose sins are not imputed. 
Man, I need that tonight. I need God to just wipe the deck clean, wipe the slate clean. But it don't happen unless I can do it in return. When you lay out of God's presence, when you haven't prayed in quite some time, you forget what has been done for you. You forget how good God has been. I don't ever want to think that the answer is staying out of church. I want to know that the answer is coming to church. I want to know the answer is found in the house of the Lord. I want to know that my answer is not found outside of God's presence. It's found in his presence. If you're going to find joy, I got news for you. You're not going to find it in the clubs. You're not going to find it in the bars. You're not going to find it hopping from bed to bed or relationship to relationship. You're going to find it in the Holy Ghost. You're going to find it in the house of God. You're going to find it in the things of God. You want love? Get full of the Holy Ghost. And you will know the greatest love. Come on, I'm not talking about a love of us in somebody that, that, I'm not talking about conditional love. You can be seated tonight. Sometimes people love you until you do something wrong or until you make them mad or until you upset them or, or there's a disagreement. That's conditional love. It's based on conditions. But I'm talking about a, someone that loved you even though you was wrong. I'm talking about that while we were yet sinners, he loved us so much that he came and he robed himself in flesh. And that flesh was crucified on our behalf. I'm talking about loving the very ones that put the crown of thorns on his head, nails in his feet, nails in his hands, the ones that spit upon him. Come on, greater love. Have the man than this, than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. You ain't you, you don't know real love until you have come in contact with Jesus Christ, until you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, and you'll know what real love is. You'll know what it means to be loved. I'm talking about a love that won't leave you, that won't forsake you, that won't turn its back on you. I'm talking about a love that goes, surpasses the love of a human being. I'm talking about the love of God tonight. Let's remain standing tonight. Somebody make it up in your mind that the church is where I'm going to be. Somebody make it up in your mind that I'm not just going to come to church, but I'm going to pour something in church. Listen, if you want to get something out of this, you got to pour something into this tonight. If you want to be healed, then guess what? You got to get a hand, get some hands in the air. Open up your mouth. Do something. You can't just sit there and expect something to happen. You got to pour into this thing. This is the best place to be tonight. I got news for you. This is the best place in town to be tonight. I believe it. This is the best place in the world to be tonight. In the house of the Lord. Magnifying the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. Come on. I hope I don't have to convince us of that tonight. I hope we believe that tonight. Let's lift up our hands and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. Let me talk to some Jonas here tonight. The answer is not running away from God's presence. The answer is running into his presence. 
Come on, the answer is not going down with them that are on a downward decline. Come on, the answer is running to the house of the Lord and getting your hands in the air with brothers and sisters of light, precious faith, magnifying and glorifying the King of Kings. Come on, in his presence there's fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Come on, you're not going to find what you can find here in the house of the Lord. You're not going to find it in the world. You're not going to find it in things that people invent. You're going to find it here in the presence of the Almighty God. I'm not running from his presence. I made up in my mind I'm going to stay in his presence. I'm going to stay in prayer. I'm going to continue to allow God to move upon my heart. I don't have a desire to be anywhere else but in the house of the Lord. Nowhere else. Nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else that has the answer. It's found here tonight. It's found here tonight. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Somebody make it up in your mind. Help, ask God to help me to understand that I'm not wasting my time. Help me to understand that what this is doing. Help me to understand that on each and every service, I'm laying up heavenly treasure. Help me to understand that this is profitable for me. This is profitable for my children. This is profitable for my family. This is profitable for my own sanity. I need to be in the house of the Lord. Or somebody come with your heart lifted with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Come. Hands lifted up. Focused. Engaged in what we're doing here tonight. Let God touch you. Let him renew you. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. In Jesus' name. Take me to that holy place. Lord, I bow at your throne of grace. In your presence so sweet. Lord, I kneel at your feet. Take me to that holy place. My Lord. Oh! 